0: So Fifth in Boston Productions presents Welcome to the Beast Days. Well, hello, my fellow aficionados of music, art, and the finer things of life. It's another day in paradise over here in the cave of magic and muse. We're ready to tickle the ivories of your soul with a libation or two and some rock and roll. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, and get ready to talk some sense, play some music, and have a little fun. We have with us today Mr. Clayton Ussery to converse about a song that is personal to his heart and a little conversation about his creative process. So without further adulation, this is Sweet Lies. Take it away, sir.
1: And my cues are there With my face down A flash of fur blonde hair where they I my to die so I came back from away to find those sweet lies darling Baby, I'm baby yeah baby I'm gone
0: Mr. Clayton Ussery, uh, the writer, the singer-songwriter of Sweet Lies that you just heard. Um, just want to talk a little bit about the song, where it came from, um, maybe the story behind it, um, what inspired you to write it, and all the above. So uh, maybe start, uh, wh- how long ago was it that you uh, wrote that song?
2: I am your putty brother. <laughs> uh, you know, I wrote it probably uh, two years ago. Okay. Sounds about right.
0: Um moment of inspiration or just uh, something you've been thinking about for a while
2: well i was kind of fiddling around i was fiddling around with this little guitar thing uh shall i yeah
0: it's right. fine it's
2: not gonna hurt anything uh, i was fiddling around with this little guitar lick sounded I, I was kind of jokingly playing this country sure And i was like oh that's funny you know and i was kind of laughing about it and i was like i can write a song to that yeah yeah so i cranked it out
0: so, um, and so what was the inspiration behind it?
2: I was thinking about a cowboy riding back into town, uh, settling up a debt. Uh, and I was writing the first line and, uh, I rode downtown, my accuser there, I was thinking about, it. Uh, and then the second line came out about a girl about uh, blonde hair. And I was like, Oh, this is obviously about a, about a girl. Happened to be dating a girl, or coming off a relationship with a girl that had blonde hair. So oh, really? It was like, well, I guess this ain't about no cowboy and judge, is it?
0: <laughs> All right. So, what's the meaning of sweet lies?
2: Uh, you know, uh, just calling somebody a liar—that's a little rough. But you know, you put a little sugar on it. Just a spoonful helps the medicine little go down. A you know spoonful. Fair enough. So
0: yeah. So, but I guess that's kind of the nature of relationships, right? There's some sweet lies in there
2: there's some sweet lies
0: so and obviously it had a had a uh, specific or a, a sentimental meaning to you to say it that way so
2: yeah uh, something crazy <clears throat> I had had the idea months before uh, I jotted down on my phone darling I'm gone mm. uh, and I was like man that's something because uh, you know we were like I said we kind of spent spent six months or so breaking up being this girl uh, and I wrote that down I'm like how huh, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to use that and I came to write the chorus of "Sweet Lies," and I remembered that note. And I went back in, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" It mm. Just it was one of those stars aligning moments where I was like, "Oh man, it's sure. all it's coming together."
0: So, yeah, it's interesting how a simple line like that can stick with a melody in your head and whatever, because it's it is. It's, there's nothing um, insanely compelling about the line, "Darling, I'm gone," but as it as it plays in in the melody and, and in context, obviously, it's you know.
2: Yeah, and it meant a lot. When I wrote it, it meant a lot to me. It really came from my heart. So Sure. So when I, when I fit into the song, I'm like, yeah, it's, I mean, like the blonde thing, the verse when I was writing the verses, when the blonde ca- thing came out, and, and then that eased its way into the chorus. I was like, man, I, just, I mean, there's no fighting this. It's just laying out before me.
0: Right. So it was kind of, uh, it was conceptual at first, melody, whatever, and then, you know, uh, you know, for the singer-songwriters in the crowd, that are listening?
2: All those lovers out there. Yeah, of I this mean,
0: craft. You no, know, we we've we've talked about this many times. Uh, <clears throat> just about the the way that a song comes out and how you tell a story, of melody, or what comes first. And um, so, what would you say about that in context to this song?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I think any singer songwriter knows they all come. I think, well, I should say they. I think most of the people that I know they come differently for everybody. Uh, and this one uh, was unique. Uh, I started with a verse first. Usually, I have a hook. Usually have the chorus, something in the chorus or a hook. Uh, and the darling I'm gone" didn't come together until after, after I was writing that first verse. Uh, and man, it, it really fell together in 20 minutes. Uh, I had that that line. And I was I just kept kind of challenging myself. Well, how do I want to write it a little bit different? So it's not just the standard chord progressions and changes. Uh, and just did a couple little tricks, and it just really fell into place. It was just one of those aha moments.
0: Right. And so how long did you spend tweaking the song before you felt like, man, I want to play this in front of people or I think it's, you know, I don't want to say it's good enough to play in front of people. A better way to say it might be like that. I feel comfortable playing it in front of people because, you know, good is subjective. It's you, you. If you feel good about it, then that's all that makes a difference. But, you know, you have that, you know, time frame in that for you. Well,
2: that's a great question. You were there the first time I played it for anybody.
0: I know, but I was not. <laughs> so saying. when was that? Do you well, remember what I, day of a I week was thinking, that was? Um, it was a probably yeah, I think it was a Tuesday. No, yes, Tuesday. I wrote this, Tuesday. No, I
2: wrote the song on a Tuesday, I think, or I wrote the it song was, on a Monday. It, it was after that, though. It was like a week or
0: two after that. But I was thinking more in the, in the idea of like playing it, you know, at like a uh, you know a bar or club. Somebody. Right, like, well, we were or, we were
2: during COVID, so there was no right. no place open. Yeah. So that was the Ooh. first time I played it for you and Mac. Covid. Co. Oh, was
0: that uh, when we were at his pool? Yep. That was that first time. Yeah. That's the first time oh, I ever played yeah. that song for anybody. I didn't. Yeah, I forgot about that. And it was night.
2: like you were over on a Sunday or a Monday. I can't yeah. remember. And I said I wrote that the it day been, after it the been next a Sunday day or Monday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wrote that on a Monday or a Tuesday. I've got it written down. But yeah,
0: because I remember the song felt so complete, which is a pretty rare thing. When you write a song, you sit on it, you go back forth, it. Just the song felt like like the sentiment was like, <clears throat> I, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I forgot about that. Like hearing the song, obviously, you know, I remember telling you, obviously I was really compelled about this, uh, you know, with the song and everything. Um, it's not, it's not often I think for a lot of people that you can put a song together like that in two days, you know, everybody wants to hear that story. Yeah. you know that, um, you know, you know, like you hear uh, when, uh, uh, Leonard Skinner, you know, wrote Freebird and just like, Oh, he just, he, he goes down fishing. And he's just making lyrics and blah, blah, blah. And it just all came together. I mean, that, a lot of times that that's not
2: how it works. So. Right. I would say I tweaked on it a little bit over the next few months, especially when I started chained, playing it live. You know, I started playing the uh, harmonica uh, more recently with it uh, during the solo cause I was by myself playing. Uh, so I, I'm not a harmonica player, but I kind of figured it out. Uh, so little tweaks like that and little, uh, you know, little bitty, you know, chord changes and stuff like that, they they changed over the next six months or so, but I had the real meat of it, you know, 90, 95% of it, you know, in the first day. Sure. <clears throat> doesn't happen very often that way, so.
0: Yeah. Well, um, with that said, uh, what would you say to somebody who is, you know, I, I guess this is kind of an interesting question, like, would... Do you wait for the inspiration or do you just write the song?
2: Uh you know, I guess it was a mix of both. You know, I was just sitting around fiddling on my guitar like I normally did, but I was just cuz we were locked away in COVID. I was I had music around me constantly. I'm right. constantly sitting there fiddling. Uh and it I mean, I would say the inspiration flowed cuz I didn't work through it.
0: But I guess the question is if a person's like, "Man, I really want to write music and then say I really like that song. How'd you write that song?" Would you say but when the inspiration hits or, you know, grind it, you know, you get to, there's two schools of thought a little bit around that.
2: This was a, this was a, I was ready when the inspiration hit and I just let it flow out of me. Sure. And there, I, I remember, I, I kind of remember there being a little bit of a hump because a lot of times I, I'll start a song, I'll have a little something and I'll, you know, I don't know if it's just a fear that the rest of it won't come uh, I had a little bit of a hiccup, and man, when I just pushed a little bit over that hump, uh, the rest of it just came. Sure. So, uh, I mean, there was a little bit of work, but man, really, I was just in the right place at the right time for it to just flow out of me. So.
0: And I'm sure that's not <clears> the <throat> only time that's happened. It's not the only song you've written,
2: right? The, it. Well, I always tell the story. I was working. I've been working on a song for like twenty-two or so years. A song about my dad, mm-hmm. and I'd kind of finished that one around the same time. And the joke that I kept saying was, this one I finished in 20 minutes, this, the other one I finished in 20 years. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that I had to work through and, and write lyrics and throw them out and make changes. And that one's still kind of tweaking a little bit. I mean, I still make a few little changes that when I play it live. So, But that was a, that was a good lesson for me. Two songs, 120 minutes, 120 years.
0: 120 minutes 120 years you heard it first from mr. Clayton history that's old. how you write a song this is hot the you verses. wait 20 years and then 20 minutes later it all comes together oh yeah oh yeah so Booyah. what other stuff are you working on
2: uh, you or, know
0: or is there some you know I shouldn't say just what you're working on like I said you've got other songs what, what are what are some of the stuff you're excited about or maybe these fine folks out here haven't heard of
2: well uh, you know stuff that we're gonna do on the podcast here uh we recorded a, the Franklin Civil Rights song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll that talk should about be that fun. that again in the future. For yeah. Sure. Uh, that's, that was a that's
0: moment a, of inspiration song.
2: That's a moment yeah. of inspiration. Uh, you know, saw some civil rights stuff going on. and was thinking about Police Chief Wendell Franklin and just that one. That, it was all there. I was feeling right. raw and uh, emotional, and that one was just there. I said, I'm going to go sit down and write this thing down. Uh, you know, and I've got a handful of others that I'm working through. Obviously, me and you were recording some songs. Yeah. so uh, Yeah. We'll do some of those.
0: Yes, we certainly will, sir. What
2: are you working on, Mark?
0: When I'm, I'm working on life. Yeah. Uh, uh, a podcast.
2: I see. Um, what, what? Tell me about this podcast. <laughs> this podcast. Oh, wait, are are we on? Are we on a podcast right now? Uh, oh my! Oh, oh my God! Where geez. are we right now? Holy dingleberry! Holy yeah, Dingleberry!
0: We're not supposed to say that. Are oh, we? I, geez, I don't, I don't know. know. It depends. Maybe we are. Um, we got to mark E on the old iTunes for explicit if you didn't start talking explicit. about that. Explicit.
2: Good thing there's no video and people can <laughs> see me shirtless here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, that, that took me off guard a little bit. That's no, it. not not when you said it. It's when you took your shirt off. It nice. took me off. It. Was well, like, wow. yeah. Um But it. yeah. Uh, so the podcast, uh, we're looking to highlight um, uh, artists and uh, local community and culture, uh, singer-songwriters, artists... Pretty much um, anybody who is investing in the um, the current culture of this community, Broken Arrow, Tulsa, and, and surrounding areas, not, not just specifically, but that's the focus right now. I think there's a lot of people out there right now that are doing a lot of great things that people aren't hearing about. And, and I've said this and we've talked about it. I think Tulsa is at the precipice of uh, a big cultural shift within the city and the community, and a lot of people just don't realize it. And so the idea is just to highlight that and give give a voice to those people, tell people what they're doing. And I also think that there's a really cool thing about documenting that. Um, that you know everybody likes to have hindsight's 2020. 20. You look back and you say, man, I was there, but you know the guy that took the picture of the moment when it happened and you go, man it's, I think about uh, I think I told you this it was on uh, some documentary I saw maybe it was the Beastie Boys documentary or something. But there was this cool picture of, there was a photographer that was taking pictures of the band or kind of moved around in that era in New York City at the time. And he took this really cool picture of L. Cool J when he was 16 years old, wow. emceeing on the street. And I was like, somebody got to take that picture. Yeah, that's amazing. Like the, the guy that had the foresight to to see that there was something happening and say, I'm going to document that. And with the world we live in with so much technology and everything, I mean, to put together a podcast and... To take pictures and stuff. I mean, it's 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 not easy. No, I'm gonna say that, but it's so much easier than it, it has been for people in the past. So why not, you know, give people a platform and a voice, but also like let's document all this cool stuff that's happening. There's a lot. Hope to dig into that. So yeah, there's a lot. A there you lot go. Musically. That is the B stage. Uh, the B stage, if you don't know, is specifically, um, it's kind of a play on the idea of the studio here at uh, Broken Ear Brewing Company. Babco is is so affectionately referred to. Um, and, uh, we've got the studio in the back here. Um, it's a cool spot where, uh, people can jam and get together and play music. And we just want to document and record that and create that space. So that's the B stage folks. And there might be a traveling B stage in the future, very possibly, but for now this is the B stage and, uh, that's what we're doing. So, um, there you go. That's the answer to your question. Mr. Osry, uh, what's this like podcast it.
2: about? I like it, man.
0: So anyway, this is uh, the author and singer. Author, do you say author?
2: Yeah, that sounds sure. that sounds like official. It sounds, it sounds
0: official. Of sweet lies that we just played. If you like it, we'll we'll put some links down so you can check that out and some other stuff. We're looking at doing some you know um, some live stuff to record for you guys and all that in between. So um, look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for taking the time to join us over here at the B-Stage. If you'd like to hear more music from Clayton us check the links in the show notes. And please, if you know someone who you think would be a great asset to the conversation over here, be sure to get our contact information in the show notes. We would love to hear from you. See you next time, folks.